I remember when, one evening I was like studying or attempting to study and it just, this was right, right. This was not too long before. This was not, you know, too far off from when I chose to, to leave. And I just remember I took, I, I had this book and a pen and I just threw it at the wall because I just felt like it wasn't, it wasn't the right environment. It wasn't, wasn't working for me. And I was trying so hard. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve them. Insomnia keeps us evolving. We growing in the knowing, the wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of the No Degree Podcast. Today I have Jeff Georgie as a guest. But before I let him introduce himself, I want to personally thank you for tuning in and supporting our show. If you haven't yet, hit that follow or subscribe button. I encourage you, don't keep this to yourself. Share these inspiring stories with your friends. Invite them to subscribe and connect with us on social media. So now, Jeff, do you mind giving an introduction of yourself? Yeah, sure, man. Uh, Janai, thanks for thanks for having me on, man. Really appreciate it. Um, name's Jeff Georgie, and um, at the moment, I am partnered with a uh, tech company. We're selling to colleges and universities, which is pretty interesting because I did attend university, but I ended up dropping out of university, which we're going to get into. But uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, I believe that um, there's many, many different forms of education and that college and university does not have a monopoly on education. And um, there's that when I read your about section of no degree, there's actually a lot of things that we have in common. And, you know, a lot of us think that we have to go to college or university to be successful. And that's the only way to get educated. But I have very different views, which we'll get into. Yeah, I mean, that's why you're going to make a great episode of the podcast. So, you, yes, you sell to universities. Like, what do you kind of sell to universities? Like, what's your role? Yeah, very, yeah, good question. So, it's basically, you can think of it as a student application where it facilitates the connection, communication, and collaboration between students and student success staff. So, for example, a lot of colleges have student-facing services, right? They've got tutoring services, they have counseling, they've got mentoring, right? But usually the schools that we work with, they work with us because they have challenges relating to how their students find those services, how they link up with those staff members online, in person. And then a lot of the times they're using a bunch of different operation, they're using a bunch of different tools and softwares to manage those services and they don't connect to each other, right? So from scheduling to getting feedback, tracking who's showing up, reporting, managing at workshops and events, they're usually using like a bunch of different tools, and again, that don't talk to each other. So what we do is we have an application that facilitates one from the student perspective, and then two from the administrative side, we help the admins easily manage um, their student success services. And my role in particular, uh, it's very sales driven. Um, but I also put ourselves out there on LinkedIn with some, get creative with some content creation, come up with some subjects, come up with some talking points and, and, um, yeah, we put ourselves out there, leverage LinkedIn. And, uh, but my main role is, is on the sales side for the company. At no degree, we share stories of people who are successful without a college degree, but no degree doesn't mean no education or no skills. And that's why I want to tell you about business XP, the sponsor of today's podcast. Business XP is a new alternative to business school. If you want to gain the skills and confidence to start a career in business or start your own business, you should take a serious look at Business XP. 
Here's what's really unique about it. Business XP uses the world's most advanced business games and simulations to help you learn about business in the fastest and most effective way possible. Imagine playing realistic games that can help you be successful in business and life. Business XP training is completely online and you can do it at your own pace with live coaching when you need it. In a matter of weeks, you can be better prepared to win your first job or level up your career or be ready to start your own business. You can find out more and check out the special no degree scholarship offer at business-xp.com forward slash no degree. That's business-xp.com forward slash no degree. The link is also in the show notes. That's absolutely amazing. Now let's kind of take it back, right? Because there's a long road to get to here. Mm -hmm. How was high school like for you? And what did you want to become in high school? (laughs) That's interesting you ask. Um, I remember there was a time where I think this was like grade eight and you had to pick we were picking a direction of, you know, students would say, okay, we want to go like the science route. Do we want to go like the arts route? Do you want to go, you know, there's different kind of directions. And I remember my dad called, I remember this conversation. My dad called me. He's like, Hey, so, so you don't want to do science. I see that you, you didn't, you didn't want to do the science route. I said, no, not really science, but I want to still do the math courses because uh, I eventually want to, I think I want to go into business. So I want to take these math courses, which is going to help me later on in college, right? Because prerequisites and all that stuff. So I think in high school, I was thinking of that direction, but also I remember doing a project where uh, we had in our economics class and we had to set up uh, like a business in the school. And that was something that I really enjoyed. And the business that we chose was um, offering... um, video games for other students to play during the lunch hour. And I would charge like one or two bucks, right? So we got a hold of the, the TVs that the school supplied and rolled those in. I remember with my friends, we would roll those into to the room. And then I got, I brought my, my PlayStation at the time. I think it was PS1 or PS2 at the yeah. time. <laughs> and then some others like brought their Xbox or whatever and games and put up flyers in the school and uh, yeah, all over the school. And then, yeah, we had a bunch of kids coming in and they were like paying one or two bucks for that hour. And I think that was my kind of maybe aha epiphany moment um, of like, hey, I think I want to go into business, quote unquote. Okay. Yeah. So what is a kid's idea of business? What came to your mind? Oh, man. Offering experiences. Um it, I, didn't, I didn't know exactly at the time. I, I don't remember. I don't really have an answer for you right now. But like, I was always into like, when I, when I would get products, let's say, like certain, I would always admire like the quality of products. So I, maybe I, I linked, you know, making good quality products so that people would buy and they would okay. always come back. You know what I mean? But at high school, I don't know. In high school, I didn't really have any definitive stuff. I, yeah, yeah. Did you have any jobs during high school? Yes, actually I did. I worked at a restaurant I, my dad knew an owner of this restaurant, this uh, bagel chain in Montreal. Montreal, they're known for their bagels. I know New York is also known for their bagels, but Montreal yeah, yeah. is also known for their bagels. Um, yeah, and I was there and I was like helping out in the kitchen, cleaning the fridges, that kind of stuff. And, and gave me gave me an idea of what like the restaurant world, like the, some of the operations and, and, and the back end. 
what came next? Um, well, after high school finished up, then uh, we, I did, um, we have, um, where I'm from in, in, in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, we have something called CEGEP, which is kind of like grade 12 and 13. Yeah. And, but it's separate, right? So you do high school and then you go into something called, it's called CEGEP there, which is basically yeah, two yeah. years. And I enrolled there into the equivalent of the commerce program. I was doing social sciences, but I was doing math courses, economics, because I always had my mind on, oh, I want to have a profession. I want to, you know, be working in business. So that's how I was doing those kind of those kind of courses. Wasn't doing really well. I always kind of struggled academically with like textbooks and stuff like yeah. that. It wasn't really my my way of learning even though when I applied myself, but there were certain subjects like math that I did that I actually did well in because I see, I saw it as like solving puzzles, right? I was having trouble academically, even, even in, even in like pre-college. Um, and then I eventually got kicked out of the day program and then ended up taking night courses. So I took night courses to get back in, finish up, and then, that would be used to then eventually apply to university. So then you got to university. Yes. Right? So did you, you want to major in business or what? <laughs> uh, yeah, out of all things, I, I registered in accounting. And I say that with a smile and laugh on my face because uh, I did not want to do account. I mean, I didn't know. I just, I, I thought, yeah. and it wasn't something that like my, my parents didn't like push me necessarily in that direction. But again, I think it was, a, it was a result from societal pressures like, oh, accounting is a safe, secure position, pays good, well-respected profession. So that's why I did it. And then I guess I was trying to find every excuse and every data point to pack up that decision. Like, oh, yeah. So many percentage of CEOs have an accounting background, so you should do an accounting background. Whereas we should all do what's in our heart. We should all do what we're, we are truly interested in, not external factors. But yeah, I first registered in accounting and that ended up changing. <laughs> okay. So what'd you end up changing your major to next? So then I ended up going into kind of like a marketing management focus. Yeah. So I realized that Accounting wasn't for me because I went to a like this conference um, where it was all about accounting, and um, you know had all like the all like the, the big four KPMG yeah, yeah. Deloitte and everything. Um, and I went there, and I just knew just from being there, the atmosphere and the energy and the vibe. I was like, you know what this 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 isn't this isn't my thing. I'm more into like marketing sales. Also, I wasn't really particularly interested or doing well in some of the accounting courses. So I was like, you know what, let me, let me look at a different angle and, and, and go a different route that I'm really, that I'm really interested in. So that's, that's what led me to go towards marketing. And I took some, some management courses as well. When did you decide to leave college? It was a series of events that led up to it. Um, one was that after about like two years, two plus years of either failing or withdrawing, getting D's and F's, that was one sign. But there was another, there, there were another series of events. And one of which was, I never forget, I met with um, an academic advisor and I started meeting with an academic advisor, I guess, maybe about after a year into the program. And they get, you know, they, they get, 
like a list of students with like, they have like some alert program where, you know, they can identify some students at risk. And I guess I was on that. And, you know, I would talk to this advisor and I remember one of the last meetings that I had and I was expressing, I was expressing some concerns. I said, Hey, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing well. I've, I've been here for a while. Um, I'm not feeling it. And I think that I would need some experience. Right. And at this point I didn't, I didn't really have much professional business. I didn't really have any professional business experience. And I was trying to tell this academic advisor, I said, Hey, you know what? I think I need some experience. Um, but I can't, I can't go into the co-op program because I need a minimum GPA of whatever it was, but I didn't have that. Right. So I was finding there were all these fences and, and boundaries and, so when I expressed that to, to the academic advisor, they said, it's surprising. They were like, oh no, it's fine. Take your time. Keep studying here. You know, take two or three classes a semester. It's okay. Take your time. Make friends and all this. And I didn't feel like they were really listening to me and looking out for the best. So that day, I'll never forget, right? So then I, I leave, and this is like, I probably met with this advisor like four or five, six times, whatever it was. And then... I go downstairs, I'll never forget, I go downstairs and I'm going out of the main entrance and I see someone from high school and um, I haven't spoken to him in a while and, and keep in mind, right? So, here, so here's the situation. We're like at, like just at the exit and we're seeing, and I'm, I'm, I remember visualizing the exit signs, right? Almost as like a, as a symbol. <laughs> I talked to this guy that I knew from high school. I bumped into him, right? We start talking and um, he's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, all right. Um, well, we haven't seen each other in a while, but here's what's up. I'm thinking about leaving, <laughs> of, of dropping out of university. And he's like, no way. No way. You, you're you're going to want to hear this. I'm like, why? What's up? He's like, me too. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, and I'm like, yeah, what's up? Like, what's, like, can, can explain to me what's going on. He's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm in finance. Um, my parents wanted me to go in finance. I really don't really want to be in finance. And I'm like, well, what do you want to do? He's like, oh, I want to be in the restaurant business. Man. I'm really into like the restaurant. I want to make food. I want to, I said, oh, okay, cool. And, and, and at that moment, it was just interesting because, you know, you have this, you know, you picture like you, we're just, we're right below this like exit sign that's like bold and red and I'm yeah. having this conversation and it was just, uh, yeah, it was like one hell of a coincidence, I should say. So it was meant to be, I think, it, I think it was meant to be, man. Yeah. Yeah. So now what was the plan next? The plan next, well, with that conversation that I had with the academic advisor about experience, I knew that I needed to get experience. And I knew that I couldn't go, I couldn't stay within the university to get experience because, again, of all those, uh, those uh, barriers that I had with, like, you know, you have to have a minimum GPA to get into this program. So what I did was I just kind of made my own co-op program. I'm like, well, screw this. And I got, a, I got an internship at a digital marketing agency. And I kid you not, it was eight weeks. I actually did nine because I was really hungry uh, for a physician afterwards. But during those eight weeks, I learned infinitely times more about business or about digital marketing than I ever would at two plus or three plus years at university. And I used that to propel my career now that I work in, in sales. So that's, uh, okay. that's how I transitioned and, and went the kind of like school of life, hard knocks. Yeah. Right. What was something that surprised you during that internship about yourself and just about the working world? How, I guess, quickly we can learn about ourselves, about what we don't like, what we like, 
what we're good at and what we're not good at. And I think those are four crucial things that not all colleges and universities um, attend or, or they, they, they do a good job at. And because, you know, when we're in our 20s, when we're, in, when we're, you know, selecting our career path, right, it's, it's tough. And if you don't have enough taste, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I think that surprised me is, is how quickly where I'm still learning, right, still figuring things out. But I think that if I were to name one thing, it was how quickly I realized, you know, what it is that I don't like to do and what it is that I do like to do. And an example of that is at the internship, I was doing um, SEO link building, search engine optimization yeah. link building. And so I had to do, I had to look at like Excel spreadsheets, right? And okay, cool. I learned some of the back end of, of, of how SEO works, analyzing keywords. And then about three, four weeks into my internship, my supervisor was like, hey, hey, Jeff, we're doing this other thing. We've got this other thing going on called blogger outreach, um, which is essentially reaching out to website owners and blogs so that uh, we could get backlinks set up for the digital marketing, for, for the agency's clients. And the job there was reaching out. I had to reach out by phone and email, get them to see a win-win situation, right? And the pitch was this. The pitch was, hey, we're going to write some blog articles. We're going to write content for your website at no charge, but we want to link back to yeah. our client's website, right? So doing that kind of work, that like was more motivating, was more, um, I, was, I, was, I was more into that than looking at yeah. the Excel spreadsheet. So that's an example of what I'm giving to you is, I was surprised by how quickly I learned more about myself and, or I think I'm, I'm good. I didn't have much, I didn't have I had barely any training. I remember the CEO was just, yeah, just yeah. like, call these people, say this, see if yeah, yeah. you can find synergy. And I'm like, okay, well, and there you go. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, cause I'm a career coach and I tell people that there are four types of skills. And I say there are things you're good at that you like doing, things you're good at that you don't like doing, things you're bad at that you like doing. And things you're bad at that you don't like doing. Oh, interesting. And I tell people, as in, especially when you're an entrepreneur or a job, you want to avoid the things that you're bad at that you don't like doing. And the things that you're good at that you don't like doing, these are things you want to do in small doses because oftentimes mm. people say, hey, you're good in science. You're good in accounting. You should become an accountant. Just because you're good at something does not mean you want to do in large doses, right? And what you actually want a job is you want a job in things you're good at that you like doing because that's your zone of expertise. Like sometimes you're like, how does that guy work 10 hours a day? Because he's doing something that he's good at. They like doing. that's something you could do all day long. Yeah. And it's something that we don't realize. But once you do realize it, then you're like, that's when you start making the improvements and the things you're bad at that you like doing. Those are things, maybe hobbies, those are things, but you want to focus your time on that. And that's something that like, I wish I learned a lot earlier hmm. because I would have just been much more productive because sometimes we're good at something or we just try, it's like, you know, you're, you're trying to run uphill, but for other people, it's like, you know what? It's not running uphill for them. It's running downhill. Yeah. And you're, you, it's a comparison that uh, yeah. a lot of people don't get. Now you, you did the SEO stuff. You realize what you like doing now. How did that change your direction? How did that make you more intentional about your next move? After my eight week internship, I got hired, but then they decided they weren't, um, they basically, <laughs> after about not, I worked there for about nine months, but after about nine months, they found a software to <laughs> essentially <Yeah. repl> <laughs> kind of do what I yeah. do was doing. <laughs> Cause yeah, I was, yeah. I was managing like a team of four or five interns and, um, that was, it was a great experience. And what I did was I said, okay, Hmm. Seems like I like talking to people. It seems like I like seeing if there's kind of like a win-win situation. 
Um, and I like engaging with people. So I used that. And I said, you know what? Let me uh, propel my, let me, let me, let me go for sales. And I decided to go into sales because you don't need a four year or, you know, specific degree, quote unquote, to get into sales. So there wasn't as many boundaries to enter, but it was also along my, um, what I was enjoying and I think what I could be good at too. So I used that and then I applied. I remember I searched for some jobs and then I finally got my first sales gig. It was at this, uh, I was selling um, natural gas and electricity to businesses okay. in Western Canada, right? I would help them like save money on their, on their you know, uh, utility expenses, call it. So yeah, I, I started there and I, had a, I was fortunate enough to meet a great uh, sales mentor, um, Eddie Drew is his name. Shout out to Eddie Drew. And he was really a, an awesome inspiration to propel um, yeah. my sales career. Yeah. What was that first big sale that you got? The first big sale? Um, well, to be frank, I didn't, I, don't, I didn't make any like huge sales there, but I did, I did yeah. make sales. But um, what was like an eye-opening that led to other opportunities was, and it was, it was from, from the VP of sales at the time, Eddie Drew, he, he, he instilled confidence in us. And the thing that I took away from that was he had us read this book, many books, but one book was Psycho-Cybernetics. Maxwell, I think, is the, is the yeah. author. And um, I remember I went, when I was talking to my mom and dad about you know, this, this new opportunity, they saw me all fired up because I was able to take conversations where I you know, call people first time, cold yeah. call, and them telling, you, you know, t- them telling me, I'm not interested, uh, you know, I don't want to buy anything and turning that into getting a meeting and then turning that meeting into a transaction. And I found that was so powerful and it wasn't through manipulation. It wasn't through lying. It was through really effective communication and showing them, Hey, I'm here actually for your best interests. And this is why we should talk. This is what I can potentially do for you. So I can't answer your question. What was that the big sale from there? But I took I took that that learning lesson and I kept applying that and kept refining my craft. And, nice. Yeah. So that was one thing that you did right, right? That you you realized that sales wasn't necessarily about manipulation. Is that hey, I'm looking to add value to someone's life. What was another realization that you that you came to that really helped you in your career? Another realization. Um, that helped me in my career. These are some good questions. Like, what were some things that you did right? I, you know, we spoke about martial arts offline and the importance of practicing and, um, you know, how the fighters, they would spar, right? Yeah. And then a lot of them would film their sparring sessions to see where they can improve. So one of the things that we did, one of the things that I did that really helped, helped me out was we would record, we had our calls recorded and we would listen to our calls. And that was super important because sometimes you don't realize how you're saying things, how you're projecting what you're saying and how you're saying two very different things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I remember I would, I, I, our calls were recorded, I would listen to them. And I remember listening to one, I was like, oh my God, I, I didn't say the wrong thing, but how I said it, I'm like, oh my God, I sounded like such an asshole <laughs> the way that I said yeah. that. Um, and that was also something from the same VP of sales that, that emphasized that, hey, you know, record, like, listen to yourself, listen to how you sound, and then come back the next day, you know, practice those situations, right? 
So that that's something that I use that I still use to this day um, to uh, to further refine my my craft and communication. Yeah, or some mistakes you made along the way. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, where do I start tonight? Where do I start? Um, not uh, properly qualifying leads. Not properly okay. qualifying prospects. Um, Trust me, I know I see these people all the time. They're trying to pitch me. They're like, oh, we'll teach you how to grow on LinkedIn. And I was like, oh, it doesn't look like you looked at my profile. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. Uh, I get those people all the time. Yeah, so I think you asked me a question before. What, what did you do that helped you along yeah. those lines? And, and eventually I realized I had the enthusiasm. I had the work ethic. But I, I think I was missing a system to sales, mm. a process, right? Okay. So for example, you know, you asked me what, what were some of the mistakes that I made. A lot of sales folks make this, um, is we spend time with a lot of prospects, potential clients that really shouldn't even be in our deal pipeline. So, you know, learning how to ask the right questions, learning how to properly qualify. Is there a fit? Is there a mutual agreement that, hey, yes, we should continue conversing. We should continue this conversation because I see how you can help me, Right qualifying them, not just money, but their authority level, right? Et cetera, et cetera. So at one point I was, I was having challenges. Um, you know, I, I eventually went on somewhere else and, but I was having challenges in my, in my sales, building up my pipeline and, and, you know, closing really nothing. Like I went not as much was, I wasn't producing as much even despite my, my enthusiasm, despite my work ethic, all this, I was like, what am I doing wrong? So then I, I reached out and I, I Googled, um, this is while I was at Insight, which is an IT reseller, yeah, you yeah. know them. And um, I found Sandler Trading. And that was the organization that really changed my sales career for the better. And it taught me a process. And it taught me also the emphasis to take your time you know, invest the 15, 30 minutes on the first call, the qualification and put emphasis on the qualification because that is going to help us decide whether or not to invest time, resources, energy, or to not. And so many of us, right, we spend time chasing leads where have you, if we ask the question, Hey, you know, you told me all these challenges, are you at the point where you and your team have to invest further resources into this or should yeah. we kind of end it now? And, you know, sure, you got these challenges, but it's not really painful enough to continue, right? These kind of questions that are important to ask to quickly identify, okay, do I continue working with this? Do I really truly add this person in, you know, through the pipeline or do I put them out and spend time hunting for others? No, I mean, it's important for salespeople to learn because online you have a certain perception of sales, right? You get these people who are very in your face. Yeah. And who have a certain style. And, you know, it works on some people, it doesn't. And then, you know, it's different, like B2B sales, B2C sales, different industries have different methodologies mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So now you've had a very interesting career. What would you say is your biggest accomplishment? Hmm. Got some good questions. Eh? <laughs> well, so my, my, my biggest, I guess, um, you know, sales wise is selling my first, like, six-figure contracts with some large institutions and large schools. And I say that because there's so much 
that goes, you know, if you look at the email and the, 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 the communication history of how many phone calls yeah. and emails just between that, right? Um, I mean, so many. It's funny. Sometimes my, my colleagues, some of my colleagues ask me, hey, so like, how was it dealing with them? I'm like, go to our CRM and like, keep scrolling and scrolling. You'll see what's up. But I, I, I think from that angle, like the sales angle, you know, closing large deals. But in that same vein, it was providing products, not just products, but solutions that didn't just help the school, but help people's lives. And I'll give you an example of this. I always make an effort to reach out to my clients, even after we've onboarded, you know, even several months after our customer success team, our account management team takes care of them. You know, I message my clients, text them, whatever it is. And I reached out to one of our clients just randomly. You know, she thought I was going to start asking about all these questions about the product. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just, yeah. how are you doing? Like, tell me yeah, like, yeah, what's yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? Human side, right? People yeah, buy yeah. from people. And, um, and she's like, Hey Jeff, I got to tell you something, you know, like, um, I got to tell you about what you guys did and, and why you guys mean so much to us. And I was like, yeah. interesting. Tell me. And she goes, well, you help, you help me keep my job. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? What are you talking about? She goes, yeah, the platform that you provided to us, to our school, you know, isn't only helping the school, but we didn't know. And they, and she's talking from a tutor angle, right? She's a tutor. Yeah, yeah. And the school was thinking of letting all their tutors go. This was right around when COVID hit in 2020. You know, the school was thinking, ah, instead of us having a tutor and in-house tutoring program, we're just going to outsource. We're going to pay some other company. But this school has like hundreds of tutors, but they didn't have a way to, to easily connect their tutors with their students. So when she's like, when you came along, it was more than just about a platform with features and benefits. You allowed me to keep my job. You allowed me as a single mother to put food on my table. So, you know, you're asking me about, oh, you know, what was the biggest deal and all this stuff. And yeah, those things are cool. Sure. You know, money is part of the equation. But when you get to, when I, when I got to see the impact that I have beyond the product, the solution, the software and on the people and on the students themselves, I think that would be a. Probably one of my biggest accomplishments if I had to pick one. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I have one of those where it's like sometimes it's one of my clients. He didn't even pay me money at first. I mean, later he gave me some money, but it was just like you help someone in their time of need and you they realized the impact you had. You realized the impact you had. And that's really what it's about. Now let's go on the other side. What was the hardest period of your life that you went through? I think going back into uh, my days at college and university. Um, if you want to, you want me to talk more about that or like, or, or about like the, the career side of things. Cause there's no, I mean, that, different, that counts know. because a lot of times it's like people need to know like why things are hard. So sometimes it's, it's a learning lesson, but sometimes it's good to identify when it's happening mm-hmm. because so many times people think like, Hey, this is hard and it's a failure on my part. Yeah. But sometimes it's, Hey, it's hard because this is not the right environment for me. Right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And on, in that same vein, that's what I that's what I was realizing, right? That that model of, you know, at that university that just wasn't my environment, but I was having such a hard time coming to an agreement with that and 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 realizing that for myself because of societal pressures, right? My friends were like, "Oh, no, finish, Jeff. Like you're, you know, you're like halfway done credits and like you need a degree to get any job. Even some people would tell me, oh, even, even to get in sales, you need a bachelor's. Like as if sales is just some like, you know, like, oh, even, yeah. even if you want to get in sales. You <laughs> but I think, yeah, one of my hardest moments was, I remember I was, I was uh, this was the, when I first moved out 
with one of my buddies. And um, I remember when, one evening I was like studying or attempting to study. And it just, this was right around, this was not too long before, this was not, you know, too far off from when I chose to, to leave. And I just remember I took, I, I had this book and a pen and I just threw it at the wall because I just felt like it wasn't, it wasn't the right environment. It wasn't, wasn't working for me. And I was trying so hard and that wasn't the way, like the way, and we all have different ways of, of, yeah. of absorbing information, right? Like I'm more about getting my hands dirty, video, visual. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was the, one of the hardest moments is because, again, because of all the societal pressures and because I felt like, oh my God, if I'm not going to go to college and finish my college degree, I'm a failure. I'm an idiot. And that's what was, I think, hardest for me at that point. So now, kind of looking back, what advice would you give your 18-year-old self? (laughs) You know, right now, you meet yourself and it's today's time. What kind of advice would you give your 18-year-old self? I would say to my 18-year-old self that um, there's many different ways that you can get educated and um, to explore all those possibilities and to not do things for others, you know, and that includes your parents, your close friends, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, right. To truly go and listen to your listen, you know, there's a quote, right. Listen to your gut, follow your heart, but also take the time to find the right education and that college and university does not have a monopoly on education. You can go seek other forms of education so if you want to be a shirt maker, a tailor, go find, you know, a tailoring shop where yeah. you see the person that's been there working 20, 30 years, right? Um, you and I spoke offline about Dana White, right? You know, Dana yeah. White's store in UFC, how he approached somebody in Boston and said, hey, I want to learn what you do, right? There was no formal education for yeah. that, right? So I think that's what I would tell. And, 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 and also, you know, my 18-year-old self, that's okay, that's fine. You don't need, don't let the degree define you. Go and find, be open-minded and and use all resources possible to find the right education that's for you. That's going to teach you the things that you want to learn to impact, to have the impact that you want to have on the world. So I think that's That's what I would That's amazing. And I think so many people just need to hear that because I see so many people stuck in their heads and they're stuck in other people's lives. And it's like, look, it's your life. You're your own person. You have certain things that you'll be good at. You have certain things. Like, I know there are certain things that I'll just never be good at. Or even if I were somewhat good at it, I just wouldn't like it. Right? And that's mm-hmm. okay. We need all different types of people. So now, on that note, what are your future goals? My future goals? Well, I want to help aspiring sales professionals to avoid making the same mistakes that I made early on in my sales career. And for those that were in my shoes... And I think there's a lot of others that are going through this, right? Especially now with, like, if you you see the last stats about how many dropouts there are right now, quote unquote dropouts, you know, to give them resources and to give them knowledge and methods of operation to navigate a career without necessarily getting a formal degree. I think that's something that I would really like to get involved with and and help others. Because, yeah, you know, you hear it from, like, you know, you've got Google, Apple, not just the big tech companies, but a lot of them are like, hey, you know, come here. If you're great, you know, some HTML, some CSS. Cool. Well, you're going to learn some Java. You're going to learn some React. You'll get paid to yeah. learn. So, yeah, creating a place where 
where I could refer others, where I could refer these, these, these folks that are, that are going through the same challenges that I went through and, and showing them that, hey, look, there's all these other different resources available for you. You don't have to go the traditional route. Ah, I love that. How would people support and follow you? So I just started up a YouTube channel called Journey of a Salesman. I'll pass you the I link and we can, um, and I'm going to be going through like all the different things as, to learn in sales. Like spoke about how to qualify, right? Yeah. Um, how to leverage LinkedIn, right? You just yeah. send a, uh, a templated uh, message or yeah, how do yeah. you personalize that, right? How do you deal with certain objections when people are telling you, oh, it's a lot of money. Is it really money they're talking about or is there something else? Yeah, yeah. Um, because part of my journey was also selling myself to get that job, to get that internship. When I yeah, didn't yeah. have a degree, there's also going to yeah, be yeah, content yeah. on that is how can you sell yourself? What are, you know, applying or what I like to call apply a sales process to the job hunting process. Cause after all, yeah, yeah, yeah. we have no, to sell ourselves, good. right? So that's, yeah. uh, that's some stuff that yeah. I'm working Regardless on. Regardless of what you do, you always have to sell yourself in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And you also have to be able to identify when you're being sold too. I yes. think that's an underrated skill. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. I know so many people are going to get value. And you know, thank you for sharing your message. Dude, thank you for having me on, man. Really appreciate it. Another great episode. Thank you for listening. Hopefully this information was valuable and you learned a lot. Stay tuned for the next episode. This show is sponsored by you. No Degree wants to remain free from influence so that we can talk about the topics without bias. If you think the show is worth a dollar or two, please check out our Patreon page. Any amount is appreciated and will go towards making future episodes even better. Follow us on Instagram or Snapchat at No Degree Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash no degree INC. If you want to personally reach out to me, connect or follow me on LinkedIn at Janaid Iqbal, spelled J-O-N-A-E-D, last name I-Q-B-A-L. Until next time, no degree, no problem, nodegree.com.